You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Hit the Books, the only realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is the man of a thousand generations, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing, my friend? That's a lot of generations. It's a thousand, <laughs> in fact. A thousand. I, I, a thousand I, is a lot, though. That popped. Think of my... how long a jet. Think of how long a generation is. That's a lot. That's uh, has there been a thousand generations? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, how long? How long is a gen? Hold on, how long is a generation? I, well, if you were to has guess, has there been one thousand generations? If you had to put a number, how long is a generation? What would you say? I would say maybe like eighty, eighty years. No, no, that doesn't make any sense because then people have children at like 30. So like 25 years is a generation until the next one comes up on average, let's say. So a thousand times 25 is 25,000. This this is a lot. (laughs) And you're the man of all of those generations? Man. It, it's it's a, a nickname that is really derailing our show. I literally made it up, and I was like, I don't even yeah, know what no, that means. Yeah, no, you're right. What do you think? Let's as, keep going. As, as the man of a thousand generations, Mikey, what does being the man of a thousand generations mean to you? Uh, it means I am no longer Mikey the mortal, and I am immortal because I've lived a thousand generations. Fair enough. Or reincarnation. My... Um, my my gimmick 180 completely <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 Finn Balor is what you're saying yeah <laughs> you are you are you are someone else you are the Usos I have the I have the Usos yeah remember when they were all happy go lucky John Cena types and then they became oh, yeah, like Roman like, types yeah. and they were down since day one ish day one ish <laughs> a classic a classic move ah uh, 2016 Smackdown Live ah those were the days. Cool. Those were the days. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Mikey, how are you doing on this fine uh, Thursday morn? Uh, we're here recording another episode of Hit the Books, obviously. But how are you doing, my friend? What's up in your universe? You know, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm ready to uh, – not, not much is going on in my universe. I am just waiting for October so I can go to this AEW show already. Oh, yeah. I, I keep forgetting that you're going to AEW's Philadelphia show. Yeah, I'm stoked. <laughs> I I keep forgetting that I hate you about that. I'm stoked. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I I so <laughs> so I as when I tell the story that I was betting money on the fact that they were going to go down the East Coast first, mm-hmm. and boy was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's now becoming apparent to me, Mikey, that it looks like they're gonna get Atlanta last. Bummer. Because l- let's look at their schedule of AEW, right? So they're starting in, Bo- in well, I guess, DC, then going up to Boston, mm-hmm. Philly, which you'll be at, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. West Virginia, North Carolina. Oh, we're getting very close to Atlanta. Then back up, and to- they make like a, sh- then they make like a sharp left turn. Well, first they go immediately back up to Baltimore. Which is where I was originally from, so I could have gone to that show if I still lived in Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> then they make the immediate left to Tennessee, Indiana, Chicago, and that's all we got so far. So it looks like they're making their way across the Midwest. And they went down, back up, and then left. They'll <laughs> probably, you know, go to I guess what is that? Where's the last place? Um, Chicago. They'll probably go up. To Minnesota, Michigan, you know, go up there a little bit, then go down Seattle, you know, you know, mm-hmm. Oregon, California. And then they'll probably go across to Phoenix, New Mexico, Texas, and then they'll end up in, in Atlanta at the last. I'm just hoping that like I don't know. I just hope that Atlanta show is a pay-per-view because, God damn it, I, for waiting this long. Because I was like, you you remember our conversations. I was thinking about putting money down for, Baltimore, for a DC show, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I, I said no because I was like, no, the track record, it looks like they may be going to Atlanta next. So why don't I just save the money and go for, get an Atlanta show so I don't have to spend money on plane tickets and everything else because that will cost a shit ton of money and I didn't have a job at the time. And that was the that was what ended up be, making my decision. So I don't have enough money. I'm poor. So, and podcasting is a poor man's game. <laughs> um, so, I was just like, you know what? I'll wait. And now it looks like I'm gonna have to wait a whole year. <laughs> bummer. And now you're going bummer. to Philly. You're gonna see Chris Jericho in a title match. You're gonna see either Riho or Nyla Rose in a title match. God damn it. I'm upset. I'm upset and I'm mad about it. If any if any listeners out there are going to the Philly show, I will be cosplaying Orange Cassidy, so say hi. What if they confuse you with actual Orange Cassidy? That would be kind of funny. They won't, but that'd be funny. Do you think what what do you think Orange Cassidy's favorite um alcoholic drink is? What's the one with the orange juice and the vodka a screwdriver? Uh, isn't that mimosa? What's a screwdriver? No, that's with champagne. A mimosa's orange oh, juice. Oh, that's vodka. Champagne. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's both, I guess. A mimosa. Oh, his brunch alcoholic beverage is, is a mimosa. A mimosa. A screwdriver is the afternoon. Is when he's getting wild. <laughs> when he's out there getting wild, I would love for you just. God, I mean. That I mean, so your WrestleMania barbecue parties, you got to have some. Orange, uh, screwdrivers, orange screwdrivers, some called orange, orange Cassidy's, some orange Cassidy screwdrivers. Yeah. Also, why does That's he not? He should good. have a move like that. Hold on, <laughs> Call, get a move called the screwdriver, <laughs> or the mimosa. Yeah, or the mimosa, <laughs> and I think that's a perfect move. Where's or, get Orange Cassidy on the phone? That would that would that would require him to put effort into naming his moves. He already no. has one called the mousetrap. Which yeah, I, but I don't then, know if he named like, it though. But like, he can't name his whole move set. That's way too much effort. That is true. The Orange Cassidy gimmick does feel like he can't have 
like actual move sets. Like he can't have names. He, he kind of just does. Yeah, because he's too lazy to have a name. Because he has what? He does have the mousetrap. He does call it the mousetrap. Besides that, I got nothing else. Yeah, besides that, I think that's just it. Oh, well, easy. Okay, there we go. The diving DDT that he has, call it the screwdriver. Or the Canadian destroyer, call that the screwdriver. Right? That's, okay. That's all like you got to do. And then the mimosa can be something else. I don't know. Maybe nothing. But either that diving DDT or that Canadian story that he does, call it the screwdriver. <laughs> Easy. Money. Yeah. Put the money down. And then, and then and then fucking art slash squared circle. Today I learned that his Canadian destroyer is called a screwdriver and a screwdriver is a, is a vodka and orange juice mixed together. Ha ha ha. Art, isn't he so funny? He gets all the credit. Get Orange Cassidy on the phone. Boop, 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 boop. Please, somebody. I have so many pitches. And I'm upset. I'm still angry. I'm still angry that you're going to Philadelphia. You're going to have a good time watching AEW. But I got to sit at home watching NXT, which is also really good. And I got Wednesday Night Wars. And shit. God. Oh, did you did you see the, the leak that it's going to be called AEW uh, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite? Yes, I did. The Wednesday show? Honestly, I'm good at that. And, you know, yeah, today I cool. learned that di- it's called Dynamite because they're on TNT, and TNT is Dynamite. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, oh, my God. I just got that. It's the whole screwdriver thing, and it's funny, and it's perfect, and you can feel the neurons firing di- in your brain. Dynamite, dynamite is on TNT. Yeah. Yep. It's perfect. Yep. It's perfect. Of course, that's not officially, at the time of this recording, that's not, like, official. That's just what someone's uh, TV guide said. TV guide said it. It was it was the road to T- road to all elite wrestling dynamite. Yeah, TV guide said it. It's confirmed. Yeah, I think that Meltzer, our, our our WWE sources, our WWE sources, <laughs> fucking eat a butt, Brad Shepard. Okay, Mikey, <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff to get to. And yeah, we we kind of went off on a tangent there. What's what's up on the docket? Uh, our, our pre-show is talking about uh, it's we're end of a pay-per-view, so we got a bunch of like numbers to look at. But how right. are we doing? This is basically like our ratings. You know what I mean? Like when I talk about these numbers, it's basically like the ratings of our show and like how we're doing. So it's, so it's all overall important, I guess, to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Um, so 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 what's up? What's let's talk some numbers. Let's talk. What do you want to start first? Um, I don't know. Where do you, where do you, what, what, how many, how many different stats do we have to go through? Well, of course we got the top five, bottom five, of course. We got the major downers, major uppers. We can talk about the, our individual show ratings based on Excitemere booking polls. I mean, gives an idea of how we're doing in that regard. Uh, and of course we got the classic men's top men's and women's top five, bottom fives. Okay. So where okay. do you want to, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the uppers and downers. Uppers and downers. Uppers and downers. Um, we get that. St- we'll get some stinger. That's just like ding 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 ding. I don't know. It's, I don't know it's going up and down. <laughs> so, anyways, uppers and downers uh, is basically what it is. Is that you know every Monday and Wednesday we have excitometer and booking polls that put it out on our Twitter at Hit the Books Pod, which of course you listener can vote in. Um, and what we do with that, or what I do with that, or what we do with that, or what you do with that, 
uh, what we all do with that information is I, is we split the excitometer and booking scores individually, I guess, based on the wrestlers involved in the segments to get an idea about the overall drawing power of each superstar that we have. Uh, and, ma- and those major uppers and downers is basically like how far up or how far down these superstars have gone since the last pay-per-view cycle. So, Mikey, I got a big old list for you that's going to oh, be yeah? mostly disappointing. No, actually, I take that oh. back. Mostly exciting. <gasps> Yay! Okay, major downers. Let's start with major downers. First off, okay. down five. Does everyone To be a major downer, you have to be at least down five points. And conversely, that's, you have to be up five points as a major upper. So, major downers. Down five, Velveteen Dream. Bummer. Down 11, Alexa Bliss. And Jesus, and down nineteen ricochet. Whoa! Thoughts on that's every that's every all of our major downers. Thoughts on that, Mikey? That's wild. That's a lot of points for ricochet to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's rough. Yeah, that's dream down five. That's not entirely great, but you know that's okay. Alexa Bliss down eleven sucks. You know that's she's involved with the title match and she's going down eleven. And mm-hmm. Ricochet down 19. I think that's just, you know, he's not involved in the Intercontinental title picture. Well, he kind of is, but then wasn't chosen. Yeah. I don't know. I think just not great. He's still doing well. It should be said. He's still doing fine. But it still looks like rough. His, his drawing power number is a 3.02 out of 4. Mm, okay. So he's, he's still, still fine. Right, yeah. He's just... He's just down a little bit. I think it's. Be- I think that really is because when he came in onto a roster, he had had such high numbers, mm-hmm. and now he's starting to get lower numbers, which is dropping him. Or not lower numbers, but you know, middle of the road numbers. It's starting to drop him on the on the leaderboards essentially. Yeah. But let's keep moving along. Major uppers, Mikey. Yes. Are you ready? I'm just gonna go through all of them and then give me your th- overall thoughts at the end of it. Okay. Because there are a lot. There are. Okay. Let's Ready? do it. Up five, Jeff Hardy. Okay. Up five, the Usos. Okay. Up five, Pete Dunne. Up six, Roman Reigns. Up seven, Charlotte Flair. Up seven, AOP. Up eight, The Revival. Up 15, Shayna Baszler. Whoa. And up 19, Ruby Wow. Ryan. It's really sad that Ruby Riot got such a big upswing and then got injured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> she is definitely the future champion right there. Yeah, that hurts. So what do you think? Overall thoughts on that entire list? Uh, It's interesting that you said Jeff Hardy, but I didn't hear Matt Hardy's name on there. No, Matt Hardy didn't really have any sort of big differences. Matt Hardy's constantly up. Interesting. I'm trying to like, figure out what we did with Jeff differently than what we did with Matt that made them separated so much. Um, Matt retired in like episode two, and then we didn't use him forever. And he like because he got retired on episode two, and we didn't have excitometer booking scores for episode one. His only score for a very long time was episode two. Which is a retirement, so he got four. Gotcha. Like he got a high score from it. 
And then he came back. He's in the whole Woken Warriors, which has done well, actually, mm-hmm. on our numbers. So he's been fine. He's like his overall is three. His overall drawing power is three point two seven out of four. Okay, all right. Like he's fine. Jeff Hardy, on the other hand, uh, he's he's lower. He's two overall drawing power is two point nine one out of four. But uh, I think he also. When it comes to the overall rankings, when we get to, he also suffers because he's just been like, we hasn't, we haven't done anything with him. I think he's probably gone up because of this whole Woken Warriors gimmick. Gotcha. That's that's my guess. I mean, what's the difference between SummerSlam and now? <sighs> he did the, the Woken Warriors stuff. He got a big number off of that, like a reincarnation bit. Mm-hmm. That's that's my those are my thoughts. All right, on that it. makes sense. On Jeff Hardy, I guess. But yeah, everyone's across, up pretty much mostly across the board. Uh, a total was up 29 points. So that's, that's good. That's pretty good. And on the average, the average is, is that we, as a whole, on average, went up one point. Nice. So a positive a positive turnaround. Yeah, definitely. Um, is what I would say from that. But yeah, so so if we're talking about positive turnarounds and everything, I'm just going to move on to our overall ratings, Mikey. Okay. Uh, and how we did it as a show. So this is sort of new, but basically this is just the Excitometer show rating and the booking rate booking mm-hmm. rating for the show averaged out to a number to give like an idea of like what the show rating was. Okay. You know, like to get an idea of like how we're doing. So you can you can itself, Mikey, to get, help yourself visually. There's a graph. Uh, here, if you just scroll down a little bit, you can see that big old overall show graph mm. to get an idea. But basically, um, on the build out of on the build to SummerSlam, we were dropping, mm-hmm. and since SummerSlam, we have gone up significantly. Um, you know, all the way up to No Mercy. We from our lowest before what was it? Uh, the episode after SummerSlam got a two point six seven overall. That's pretty good. It's not. It's it's okay. It's pretty. It's okay. And then you know a couple of episodes before that two point six seven we had a two point four one. So that's not good. Yikes. Um. So it, we were we were we were pretty much basically it's like we were starting to fall a little bit, and then and then we like got shot up a little bit after stomping stomping grounds and then came back down for SummerSlam, and now after No Mercy we're on the back we're on the up up and up again. Summer that we had SummerSlam two seventy eight uh, episode after that two sixty seven two eighty four two eighty six two eighty eight two eighty seven No Mercy got a three, nice, and then. Um, the last week's episode still calculating at the time of the recording, but a two point nine five so far. So it, we're, we've been going up since SummerSlam, which is good. The trends are doing well so far. We seem to keep that up. Plus, we got the twentieth anniversary, which I'm sure is going to do well, and then the draft, you know, all that stuff. So I'm sure all this stuff mm-hmm. is going to go well. So I'm excited. So are you ready to move on to the top five yeah. bottom fives? Top five bottom fives. <laughs> What what's up? Let's just move on. 
Perfect. Uh, let's move on to the top five, bottom fives. Okay, so, Mikey, let's start off. Where do you want to start? Men's or women's bottom uh, five? Let's start off with the men's this time. Okay, starting with the men, bottom five, down to the Ascension. Bummer. Uh, up one, Tucker. Cool. Down two, Jeff Hardy. Okay. Up three, Otis. All right. And up two, Apollo Cruz. Okay. And that is the bottom five. The Ascension obviously being the bottom of our list right now. But, you know, everyone else is coming up a little bit, you know. Get some good numbers out of there. Um, what that me- basically is is that since last pay-per-view cycle, uh, the Ascension are still in there. Heavy Machinery is still in there, but they have gone up. Last pay-per-view cycle, they were at the dead bottom, and now they've gone up a little bit, which is good for them. Apollo Cruz is still in there. Jeff Hardy is still in there. No one's new. No one's left. Everyone's still in there. They're just changing around uh, their order, mm-hmm. I guess. Literally, actually, now looking at it. Okay. Heavy Machinery and the Ascension basically swapped positions. And also Apollo Crews and Jeff Hardy swapped positions. Interesting. From from SummerSlam. So that's actually kind of interesting. But let's talk, let's talk men's top five, Mikey. Do you have a prediction of who's number of one? Who's number one? Yeah. Is it still Drew McIntyre? That's a fair guess. Let's go. Number five. At the same as last time, Ricochet. Cool. Number four, same as last time, Cesaro. Number three, Finn Balor, the same as last time. Number two, Dan Bryan, the same as last time. And number one, Drew McIntyre, the same as last time. And the time before that. And the time before that. (laughs) Drew McIntyre has been number one since Backlash. Crazy. Yes. He He is dominating. He is... He is what is he? he? Is number one on the record score. He is number like ten on the draw power. But you know that the only other person based on all of our excitement. I should keep this in mind. All of this is based off of our records, the individual superstar mm-hmm. records across all of our episodes, and the individual superstars drawing power across all of our episodes. Mm-hmm. That's where we get these top five, bottom fives from. So, obviously, there's this situation where, like, Drew McIntyre has a better record score because he uh, has been on since the beginning. Yep. Right? So, he's just obviously the the better person and the bigger star. But his draw power is still very high. And the only other person on the total ranking list that's above him is Kevin Owens, actually. Okay. All right. Interesting. Which is he's on the other brand, though. So, dang it. Um, but yes, but yeah, I mean, our, I think it's what says in there, Mikey, is that, uh, I think what's exciting is number five, Ricochet still there despite going down 19 yeah, points but it's still in, in the top power. five. That's pretty cool. Still in the top five. Uh, speaking of, let me text you the, uh, full list just so you get the idea of who's, who's what, who's where. Obviously, this full list will be tweeted on our Twitter page at Hit the Books Pod. Um, there you go, Mikey. I just sent you the picture. Thank you. I'm waiting for it to pop up in my uh, feed here. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. Um, some key points I looked at when I was looking at this is that uh, 
since creating the pure Dawson and Wilder bumped up six six slots. God, that was that's awful pretty, to say. That's pretty crazy. Um, Dan Bryan never dropped, so the pure started and Dawson Wilder bumped up, which is nice. And then mm-hmm. Kofi, uh, since winning the WWE Championship, has gone up four points or four slots, I should say. Let's go on him. So any you're looking at the list right now. Of course, you can find this list on our Twitter at Hit the Books Pod. Mikey, any surprises? Any things you want to feel about? What are you What are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. It looks. It looks. I think it's. I think it makes sense. It looks pretty good. I don't think there's anything crazy out of the ordinary here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing huge. I mean, I mean, big New Day are separate. Yeah, that was lot. the one thing that got that caught me off guard a little bit that they're that they're in three different tiers. <laughs> yes, Woods Woods is the lowest, which I think is probably because of his record, but mm-hmm. it's just like Woods is creepingly getting close to getting the bottom five. I mean, look at of our bottom five list, the last person or the top person that list was Apollo Cruz. Above that is Braun. Above that is Xavier Woods. Like, they're creeping. They're creeping down. Like, all we have to do to get them out is, like, have Otis or Tucker or Apollo Cruz or Jeff Hardy to get some wins. And then Braun and Xavier are looking at the bottom five. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we got the draft coming up. So, all of this is in disarray. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the men's top five. Let's talk women's top f- and bottom fives, Mikey. Yeah, let's do it. So women's bottom five. Uh, at the bottom, same as last time, Dana Brooke. Above her, Bianca Belair, same as last time. Above Bianca in the same position, Zelina Vega. Above Zelina, new to the bottom five, this per- pay-per-view turnaround, Billy Kay. Okay. And then above Billy Kay, up one from last time, Tamina. Okay. So it's, it's fine. It's fine. Not great, but it's fine. And then women's top five. Mikey, get ready. Hold your pants together. Tell me, who do you think number one is? Uh, tough one. I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler. Oh, that's a good guess. That's a very good guess. Um, but I'm going to tell you this. Number five, down three, Nia Jax. I thought you were going to say Shayna Baszler, and I was going to be like, damn it. No, down three Nia Jax. Keep in mind, Nia has been number two for two pay-per-views in a row. Interesting. Number four, down one, Natalia. Okay. Number three, up one, Shayna Baszler. Damn it. Number two, new to the top five, Ruby Riot. What? Ah, oh, sucks that she got hurt. Uh, yep, and number one, Charlotte Flair Charlotte in the Flair. top five. Yeah, that was the safe guess, but I was going a little wild. Yeah, Charlotte Flair, like Drew McIntyre, has been here since the beginning, so her record book is really high. But she's also, you know, she is doing well on her drawing power. Um, I think the only people doing better than her are Ruby Ray and Shayna Baszler, but they obviously don't have the big record score. I'm thinking about changing up the records a little bit, or at least you know having a total record in our thing versus like a um you know like a since the draft since the shakeup record maybe that might help get a better idea mm-hmm. because we do have this situation where 
you know, McIntyre, Brian, Balor, Cesaro's are day ones for us. Flair's a day one. Um, but at the same time, Nia Jax was a day one, and she's dropping. Yeah, so, that's that's rough. It's hard to tell. It's, it's rough for it, Nia. It's hard to tell. Maybe I won't change up the records, but there's also people that are getting up there, like Ricochet or Ruby Riot, Sheena Baszler. So, Mikey, I just sent you the, the overall women's roster ranking list. What are your thoughts? Yep, I got it right here. Um... Again, nothing really too crazy out of the ordinary here. Uh, it makes sense. I would like to see Bianca a little higher, but otherwise I think it, it all makes sense. Yeah, to me, Bianca is the most disappointing part of this list. Uh, and I think it's because she came in. She got drafted due to the randomizer to SmackDown on the mm-hmm. lead to Money in the Bank. She was in the thing, and she lost. And then we mm. like haven't done anything with her really because we all had we had these other f- programs, yeah. So we didn't have anything for her. Mm-hmm. But it yeah, was it, ni- it was right. it was nice having her, you know. Yeah, for sure. But it's you know she hasn't done anything, and that's not our, that's not her fault. We just haven't used her. The randomizer mm-hmm. just gave us gave us someone which was exciting, but we just haven't used them. Uh, some notes is uh, of course Baszler bumped up one. Ruby Riot bumped up five slots. That's wild. Since the last pay-per-view cycle. Literally Ruby took a nice big leap to the top there. Literally, that feud is our hottest feud, I would argue, right? I agree. For I sure. mean, we're talking, if I went all the way back, let me see if I can pull it up here, Mikey. But if I went all the way back to the, you know, we this is our third one we've done. Right? Mm-hmm. So if I went all the way back to the first one I sent you. Let me see if I can find that. And I could tell you where Ruby Riot has gone. Ruby Riot was number six overall. Okay. She was number six. Then she dropped to okay. number seven, and now she's number two. That's wild. Yeah. I'll, and, and she and left since up being so here, she's only feuded with Baszler, and now she's sort of, like, feuded with... Well, now she's injured. <laughs> so, to, 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 I guess, say what I was going to do with Ruby Riot is I was going to shift Baszler to the title picture and then have Riot and Flair feud. Okay. That's what I was going right. to do. But now she's that injured, cool. so I got nothing for her. <laughs> So that's disappointing. But, yeah, so how do you feel? Personally, I guess, Mikey, as a Ruby Riot fan, how do you feel about that? Uh, it's a, it, I am so excited that she finally got up to the top five where I kind of expected her to be after this feud. Uh, but it sucks that she's injured now, even when she finally made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... Uh, but, yeah. It's one of those things. It's like, well, what are you going to do? You know? It's injuries. And just a reminder, she is injured for 23 weeks. Yeah. Oh, my God. When did we get her back? It was, like, at the Royal Rumble or something? Elimination Chamber? We got her back at a pay-per-view. Something yeah, like something like that. But, yeah. So, one of our biggest stars, one of our biggest rising stars, I would argue, is probably Ruby Riot. And, I got, you know, good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Very much. But, but Reinke, uh let's get into it. You know what? We're, we're not here just to talk about numbers. Uh, even though we're on the upswing. Yeah. We're not just here to talk about numbers. We're here to book. And let's finally hit them books. 
Let's do it. Okay, Mikey, let's... Uh, I didn't write down the order of what we're going to talk about things, but I feel like you're starting off here. The Usos and Roman Reigns head to the ring and say that they have had enough of the pure in the way that they see other superstars as less than them. They want to show them what real hardworking superstars can do in the ring, and they challenge the pure to a six-man tag match next week at the 20th anniversary of SmackDown Live. Oh, shit. A six-man tag? What a the challenge. What a, what... has been thrown down. Oh, my God. A six-man tag. Our 20th anniversary is looking like a goddamn show and a half. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm loving. I'm call me call me Ray Kroc because I'm loving it. <laughs> it's our little mini pay per view. It is essentially it's a mini pay per view, and then we got the draft, and then we have two episodes or something, and then two and episodes. then a real pay per view. Oh my god, the draft is gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, well, it's gonna be rough. So so speaking of the draft, I guess real quickly, Mikey. Um, well, first off, I want to say love the opening segment. I love setup. I love the Usos, Roman Reigns. I love the the bloodline sort of thing that the internet loves, and now we're doing it. So take that, internet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But to talk about the draft real quickly, Mikey. Based on what we're reading, so it looks like it's you know they're gonna have superstars of the red and blue brands present draft picks with Fox and NBC Universal personalities. So mm-hmm. what that means is, I guess we'll see. I don't know who's on the. We'll see Becky Lynch and NBC Universal's Kirsten Bell from The Good Place uh, talking about that. How I don't know Charlotte Flair is coming to Raw. Like right, I think that's that's what's going to be. That's what it sounds like. We're going to have a NASCAR driver from Fox and Heath Slater say, "Guess what? Robbie like- Roode coming to the Blue Brand." Jimmy Johnson, Tony yeah. Stewart, gonna be like, "Yo, what's up? Here comes the tag teams." Exactly right. I, that's that's what it is. That's exactly what I feel like it's gonna be because it's gonna be a superstar and a cross promotion Fox and NBC Universal person. So that's Probably. cool, right? Right. I mean, that's that's fun. But based on what that sounds like, that fun. sounds like it's gonna be more of a shakeup than a draft. Yeah, because the draft is more like wild card people like not wild card people free agents everyone was like became a free agent and it was like everything was wild mm-hmm. based on this it sounds like they're just gonna shake it up and it feels like they're gonna be calling it a draft much in the same way that like the 0806s wb drafts were which was more of a shakeup. like it's not like they're they're making all new rosters it's just they're making a discerning split so that in mind mikey Maybe we won't be doing a draft, but rather a shakeup, which honestly easier, right? Definitely. Because if you remember our, our shakeup, we kept a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. You know, we we lost some good ones though. Yeah, we lost some good ones. You know, we lost AJ Styles, Sin Cara, Mojo Raleigh, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke, Seth Rollins. That's all the yeah. guys. I don't know who else we lost. Becky Lynch. Bailey, Lana, who can forget yeah, it the country was, it club? Was a, it was there's a good amount of rough losses we had there. But we but what's nice about that is being a shakeup is that essentially we keep half the roster. Where the draft can be uh, who knows right. Mm-hmm. But with the shakeup, the half the roster stays, and we essentially lose the other half of the roster. So that's the odds are better in our favor, right? Yeah. 
for sure. There's a better chance that we get to keep people. Which is good. Which is very, very good. Because <laughs> we, yeah. uh, we need to keep people. Um, yeah. Does this mean the U.S. Intercontinental Championships are swapping again? I don't know. Uh, does this mean we're getting NXT stuff? No clue. Quite honestly, no clue. <laughs> no idea. There's no nothing in the water that says anything about NXT. At this point, I don't expect any NXT call-ups. I wouldn't even call them call-ups anymore. No, I mean either. And that's the thing is that like that's why I feel like NXT needs to be part of this draft. Yeah, but they're not, so I don't know what to do. So I don't, I, I don't think I don't think we're gonna get like you know, and in, in a superstar shakeup, we're gonna have like, oh no, it's look who it is, it's Johnny Gargano on the main roster now, because there's, it's wild. Honestly, it's all wild. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but we'll figure it out, I guess. Maybe we'll. Speaking of NXT, I had work last night during the premiere on USA, and I'm upset I missed it. Apparently, amazing. I mean, I expect nothing less. By time by time this episode comes out, I would have already watched it. So I'm going to give it a chef's kiss. Of <laughs> Apparently, Mikey, you might like this. Uh, Vince McMahon finally watched an episode of NXT. He did it! He finally watched it. He watched this one. He was texting Triple H apparently all Are night. Are you watching Vince McMahon? And Are you watching? And he... Remember that? That was a good chant. Well, I don't even remember that chant at all. If they did it. They did. They did it on NXT UK. Oh, okay. There was like a. I think it was like a crazy match on NXT UK, and it was going like it was like really, really good, and the crowd was super into it. And then they just started chanting, "Are you watching Vince McMahon? Are you watching?" I think later he tweeted like "Yes" or something like that. Like he did like a reply tweet to the video, and he was like, "It said yes." I doubt that was accurate. <laughs> I doubt he actually was. Hey man, I don't know. Um, but yes, uh, the fun things, the fun things about NXT last night were that AEW had a commercial that ran. Did they actually? Yeah, there was a com- AEW that ran during during NXT. It looks like it was only for oh, select that's markets. so funny. Yeah, it looked like it was only select markets, but yes. That's hilarious. Yeah, and Vince McMahon watched it, and he was, quote, thrilled with the product. great. Um, Yeah, Triple H says he was thrilled with the product. Uh, And, yeah. Um, He said he loved it, and he thought the talent knocked it out of the park. Good. So he noticed. I'm telling you, why is Vince McMahon would why would Vince McMahon take over NXT now that he's watched it? I mean, okay. I'm, can I just take? Can I can I go on my high horse real quick? My soapbox, Mikey, again. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember, everyone was like, Vince McMahon's going to take over U- WWE and NXT because the USA Network has it, and they're going to take it over and all this crap. Yeah. And you know what happened? What happened? Vince McMahon did not take it over. Like I, like I said, he was. He not didn't going touch to. it. He didn't touch it. Not only that, he wasn't at Raw last week. He wasn't at SmackDown last week. He obviously wasn't at NXT. And said he was texting. And said he watched it and thought it was amazing. Don't if you ain't broke, don't fix it. Number one. Uh, number two, he's said time and time again in conference calls that he's trying to step away from the the, the product. 
He's got XFL around the corner. That's starting in the fall, I believe, or the winter, or starting soon. So he's got the XFL to deal with. He he hired Bischoff and Heyman to literally do the parts, like run the shows, so he didn't have to be there. Why would he take over USA? And it proved that why now it's like, oh, that was a great product. I don't need to step in because it was good, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> shut up, internet, and stop <laughs> freaking out over nothing. <laughs> God, Mikey, I am so mad about the internet. <laughs> Wrestling Twitter is gets my goddamn goat way too often. I'm just excited because apparently uh, one of my favorite people on the roster got re- announced to return next week. Captain of fucking Team Kick, Dakota Kai is coming back. Oh my god. I'm stoked as hell. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to have her do. I guess maybe a match against someone. I don't know. Maybe a Tegan Knox. <gasps> that'd be fun. Honestly, that'd Team be kick. Fun. Just have them face each other. That'd be Tegan a... Knox also just returned. I know. Maybe have them do a match against each other. That'd be fun. That'd be a good God. time. Anyways, Mikey, let's take a quick break so I can calm down. I'm, I feel the heat in my brain. But let's take a quick break. <laughs> when we come back, we'll... Since we only did one match, we only announced one match so far, let's uh, come back and we'll do the rest of our show. We'll do the rest of the card. Yeah, we'll be right back. And we are back, Mikey. We got to get through the rest of this card. So why don't you start us off? Yeah. The rest. All right. Starting off, we have our first match of the night. Ricochet versus Rusev. And Ricochet comes out on top. Naturally. After the match, however, <sighs> Ricochet calls out Andrade and challenges him to an Intercontinental Championship match next week on SmackDown 20th Anniversary. Another 20th Anniversary. Are, are we have? Do we have every match booked? We'll have every match booked at the end of the show. But we're going we're gonna to have a great-ass show next week. Yeah, the card's going to be pretty dope. Pretty, pretty, pretty stacked. And then we got segments to throw in legends and whatnot and crap. And blah, blah. Of course, of and course. Mark Henry is there and stuff. And he's just like, hey, I'm Mark Henry. I've got a salmon color jacket. And Goldberg is like, who's Matt Riddle? And <laughs> What an incredible thing we have yes. going here. And more legends to be announced. TBA, probably. Okay, let's keep moving. Bianca Belair is being interviewed backstage about her thoughts on Carmella. She says that she is excited to bring whichever brand she lands on into the future. But right now, she has to focus on someone who believes they they are better than Bianca Belair, than herself. And she doesn't care if she calls herself fabulous. She is, she is not stronger, faster or better than Bianca. Carmella walks up and asks Bianca if they're going to have an issue, going to have a problem. Bianca tells her that she is the EST. And anyone who thinks they're on top surely haven't met her. Bianca whips her head around. Carmella grabs her braid, pulls her down to start brawling, which, of course, is then separated by a bunch of, like, Fit Finley and Jamie Nobles. But, yes, backstage brawl between Bianca and Carmella. Mikey, thoughts? I love it. I love the the feud is coming to a boil already. They already hate each other, and it is fantastic. I like it. Thinking about it, I like to imagine it as like 
you know, two sheriffs in one town. Yeah, that makes okay. They call it, they're calling this me... town ain't big enough for the two of us. Exactly. That if I had to sum up this this feud, it's literally that line. <laughs> this brand ain't big enough for the both of us. This SmackDown ain't big enough for the both of us. If I could have one more match next week, ye to the haw. It would be a ye to the haw match. <laughs> it would be a cowboy a hat. Ye, a ye on a haw match. It would be a cowboy hat on a pole. <laughs> uh, a burrow on a pole match. Um, if I if I could literally have one match next week, it would probably be... Maybe we could have it at the draft or shake-up, because maybe we could do a show as well. I don't know what the hell we're going to do with the shake-up. Hey, man, I guess we'll find out. I was like, if I could just tease it now, I guess it would be like a loser leaves SmackDown match. That could be cool. You know, that's that's what I would do. Maybe we do that at the shake-up show. I don't know what the hell's happening. I don't there. know. I guess we'll find we out. We don't man. typically do a show on the shake-up, but maybe we do because we got to build a TLC. Um, I don't know. Oh, it's going to happen in two weeks. Uh, but yeah, let's keep moving. Yeah. All right, so the next match we got is the Street Profits versus AOP with the Street Profits coming out on top. Oh. However, after the match, AOP attacked the Street Profits. Oh, damn. This is AOP is on a losing streak of two. <laughs> and they're already not <laughs> exactly. happy. They're mad. Listen, they're, they're pissed off they lost their titles. They're pissed off they lost tonight. So they, they, gave, they gave the Street Profits a beatdown. Makes sense. Who are the Street Profits pinned whom? Uh, let's say Angelo pinned Razor. Okay. Pins. Dawkins pins Razor. Perfect. Moving on. Natalia walks into GM Page's office as the Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax were leaving. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, Natalia weird, asked Paige, weird. what's what up? Or what I wrote, what is up? Because she's a robot, apparently. Uh, Hello, what is up? What is up, my fellow, friend? Fe- uh, fellow, fellow superstar. Paige tells her that next week, Natalia will be defending her title. Natalia says, like, you know, sure, that makes sense. The 20th anniversary, make it a good show. And ask who it will be against. Um, because she's, of course, beaten a lot of the roster. Paige says that it will be against both Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. Which Nata- Natalia questions, you know, because she's like, I, j- I already beat them. Why? Why? And Paige says, you know, that they had, and she was just talking to them, they had some valid points. But the problem is, it's not just Bliss and Jax, that there will be a fourth person, a horsewoman. Whoever wins Ooh. tonight between Charlotte Flair and Shayna Baszler will get added into the fatal, making a fatal four way at the 20th anniversary. Ooh, okay. Natalia tells Paige that none of this is fair. She understands defending her title, but against three people, two of which she's already beaten. Well, I guess really th- potentially three of which she's already beaten. Paige says she understands, but she needs a big show to impress next week. Natalia will just have to do what she does best and beat the odds. Natalia sighs, agrees, and leaves. All right, all right. Poss- I like the possible fatal four-way. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Or fatal five way. <gasps> a five pack, five, six pack challenge. Five, a five pack. Oh, damn. Let's throw in Ruby Riot and a and a bum leg into the match. Make the six pack challenge. Yikes. Um, let's make it the winner of Carmella versus Bianca Belair. 
Perfect. Which would have worked, but I don't, they don't have a match for them. Let's keep moving along. All right, next up we have Ali facing off against the Demon with the Demon coming out on top in an impressive fashion, I assume. Yes. Uh, the light of WWE versus an actual Demon. Uh, I guess that's bad news for the world because the demon won. Oh no! Uh, oh no! We we're dead. We're dead. We're dead, folks. It's all over. That's it. It's all it was over. A good, good run. It was a good run. I'm, uh, I was happy to see everybody. Goodbye. Yes, the demon on a win streak. So good. Good on good on a demon. I feel right. Good on a demon. For sure. Uh, next up, a twenty four seven championship segment, Mikey. So we got to first figure out who the 24-7 champion is. Um, yeah, we got to see if Robert Roode retains again. Yes. Uh, and maybe, you know, if it is he retains again, maybe we just do the same as we did last week. Yeah. Um, or it's someone new. I don't know. I would love it to be Robert Roode and we just do the same thing as last week because I liked what we did last week, which got canceled. Yeah, that's true. But, we uh, have to replace it. Let's see what the randomizer has to say. Yeah. Let's see what the randomizer wills into existence. And the answer is Mikey. I'm on the edge of my seat. The former 24-7 champion did not retain. <gasps> oh, no. And, yes. And the new 24-7 champion is someone Heath Slater has already faced for that title. What? Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe got it back? Samoa Joe got the title back. Wow. Samoa Joe, 24-7 champion yet again. Two-time. Two-time, 24-7 champion. So what the hell are we doing? Uh, How does the randomizer keep picking the same people? <laughs> what are the odds? Knows. I mean, it's insane. It knows, the man. The entire roster is on that list. It knows, man. Uh, all right, how do we get... It's weird because both of these superstars are on Raw, right? Samoa Joe and Robert Roode? Yeah. Well, they, they Samoa Joe won it on Raw, right? Yeah, he's coming in our champion. So well, then what, what if we just do what we did last week with Robert Roode, but then instead of Billy Kay rolling up Robert Roode to get the victory, Samoa Joe pops out of nowhere, rolls up Robert Roode, and p- wins the 24-7 championship. I like it. You know? So we have the 6th, 7th, 8th in a row inaugural 24-7 Heath Slater 24-7 championship callouts that are constantly failing, but he's doing like a Dolph Ziggler Goldberg-esque thing where he keeps asking for it. And Rob Roode's just like, you're so behind. Stop stop doing this, please. Just to the point where like Rob Roode's begging him to stop. Um, Please stop calling out people. To maybe add a little thing. What about Robert Roode's just like, you know what? Pin me. You know what? Just I want this to be over. Just pin me. If, just do it. Just I want you to shut up. I don't care. Just pin me. What about that? What about that? And then as he's going for it, uh, Samoa Joe comes out of nowhere and breaks it up. It, it breaks him up. Uh, throws Heath Slater. Pins Robert Roode. <laughs> One, two, three. Samoa Joe wins. Incredible. I like that so much. Samoa Joe yeah. wins the twenty four seven championship. God, yeah. Heath All Slater. Right. What an idiot. What a failure and a fool! What a dumbass! Let's <laughs> let's move on to the next match, which is Charlotte Flair versus Shayna Baszler. 
horsewoman right. versus horsewoman. Uh, and I'm going to say the winner, of course, is added to the SmackDown Live Women's Championship match next week at the 20th anniversary, making it a fatal four-way. The winner of this match, Mikey, I'm going to say Sheena Baszler. Ooh, Charlotte Flair dropping the ball. Yeah, I honestly, I was thinking Charlotte Flair, but after you know, after last week, Shane Baszler needs to get into it. I also like Shane Baszler in the title picture. Um, also, I don't necessarily want Charlotte Flair in there quite yet. Um, plus, you know, it, whoever wins, you know, I, t- can I can I meta talk here, Mikey, just for like a quick second? Okay. You know, you know, whoever wins the Fatal Four Way is going to be staying on our roster because of the yeah. shakeup and stuff. So I want to just lessen the odds of Charlotte Flair making sense in my brain somehow. So I don't because I don't want Charlotte Flair to be on a roster anymore because I got nothing for her left. I'll be honest, yeah. I got nothing left for Charlotte Flair. That's fair. Same thing of Nia Jax. I just they've been since here at the beginning, and I got nothing left for them. I, I need them to leave and do their own thing. <laughs> I need them to go their own way, if they were. <laughs> give me, give me, give me fire and desire. Give me Sonya Deville. That's that's all I really want. Give Fair me enough. Asuka and Ember Moon. Ooh, or, that, or yeah, just I, I love that. I love that tag team so much. The Empresses of the Night are so dope. Yeah, just give me, give me some other people because I, I can't. I got nothing for Charlotte Flair in my brain. I, I got nothing for. Her. Let please let me lose to me and Dana Brooke. Give me some more faces. That's what we need. Yeah, we desperately need faces. I need to fucking flip Peyton Royce and Billy Kay because I need faces. <laughs> The women's division. We had to make the iconics not heal. Yeah, just because we had way too many heels. I guess we do have a Naomi, and I turned her heel, but then she got injured, <laughs> so it didn't matter. Womp womp. God damn. Plus, we have Ruby, who is a face, but she's injured. Everyone's injured, and I'm upset. And the Miz is—I always want to use the Miz now. I finally want to use the Miz on TV, and he's injured. Uh, unbelievable. Oh, speaking of injured people, there's a rumor going around, Mikey, that Sheamus looks to be coming back, looks to be ready for a comeback. I like that. Um, apparently he's good, maybe good to go. They're maybe just looking for this. Of course, uh, coming from the Wrestling Observer, coming from Dave Meltzer himself. Oh boy, the Meltzer man. Uh, but uh, apparently, you know, he he has a spinal was spinal stenosis, which is not great. But he apparently has gotten healthy and better, so he would like to come back. And then he's just waiting for something, you know, a thing to use him. But right now, he's apparently uh, covering the rugby tournament. Um, Interesting. I guess I guess you just got to have those side gigs. Yeah. <laughs> According to what I saw on the internet, he's covering the rugby tournament. I'm not sure if that's fact or not, but that's basically what I saw on the internet. Uh, so, And that might hold him off till November. Uh, so that holding off to November, you know, we might not have Sheamus till November or he gets drafted. Who knows? Either way, guess we'll see. Maybe he'll come back. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Shayna Baszler wins. It will be in a fatal four way next week for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Can Natalia cool. retain or will she lose it to Bliss, Jax, or Baszler? I don't know. It's a tough one. All right, next up. We got a segment with the pure are being interviewed backstage about the challenge that was thrown down earlier tonight. And Daniel Bryan grabs the mic and says that they accept and that they can't wait to ruin this little family reunion. I like it. I like it. Six man match. The pure versus Roman Reigns. The Usos. Mm-hmm. This excites me, Mikey. 20th this excites anniversary. me as well. This excites me. 
the potential excites me. I'm it's excited. There. Like it's you, I'm freaking cool. out. <laughs> ah. Let's talk about the main event. Yeah. Pete Dunn versus Drew McIntyre. That's right. They had a draw, double count out last week. So we're doing that match again. Number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. But what's different, Mikey? What's different, Ryan? We're Tell making me. it a falls count anywhere. No chance of a double count out here. They have to pin each other somewhere in this arena. As long as it's somewhere, it works. With a ref nearby. Yeah. So Pete Dunn, Drew McIntyre. We held it off for a week, but now we must make a decision. Mikey, thoughts? Uh, um, this is a tough one. Who wins this fight? Does Pete Dunn come out on top and beat Drew McIntyre? Or does Drew McIntyre get himself back in the hunt? I'm, if I had gun to my head, if I had, we have to pick one right now, right? Yeah. Gun to my head, the 20th anniversary, biggest star, you know, if we, we can't, we're not using Brock. So if it's someone that's similar to Brock in terms of monster scariness, What's going to draw maybe Drew McIntyre, right? Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre versus Kofi. We already had Pete Dunne, so this would be a fresh matchup. And if I yeah. was if I was a WWE Universe, I'd be like, oh, Drew McIntyre's definitely going to win. Kofi shouldn't lose or whatever. Uh, all right. I kind of have a pitch. Okay, please. <sighs> no, I don't want to pull this trigger too early. feels weird. Is it is what's is this an outside? Is this a text me pitch? Maybe I'll text it okay. to you. Right, I'll text it to you right now. Just to... Okay, because I also got a pitch about next week. Drew McIntyre is still winning this match in my mind, but there's something I want to twist for next week for the title match. But uh, but yeah, right now I got I got this, you know. I gun to my head, Drew, Drew, Drew Max, Andrew Max. <laughs> that's that's who I got in my brain. So all right, I just sent you my pitch. Interesting. That is very much in line with what I had, except for that second person you texted just gets added into the match. Interesting. And make it a, a triply whipply. I guess, but why would you, if he's still able to compete, why would you be a triple? Well, I, I mean, scratch the scratch the attacking. Basically, it's just like, oh, I'm just want to add that second person into the match and make it a triply whipply. Okay, we could probably, we could probably find a way to do that. That makes sense story wise. But you want to do that? I don't want to pull, but that, I don't want to pull that trigger too early. Also, this is probably a lot of this is probably cut outable. Should we say the words then? Uh, yeah. If you want, we could do it. We can just spill the beans. Okay, spill those beans, Mikey. So your pitch. All right. So my pitch was that Drew McIntyre wins this match tonight and becomes number one contender for the WWE Championship. But next week, before the match, Drew McIntyre gets attacked by none other than the one he killed, the Demon. And Pete Dunn and what Pete a great Dunn line. Repl- and Pete Dunn replaces Drew McIntyre in the WWE Championship match. So my pitch was just gonna be we got the match, but then the demon gets added to it. 
because it's the demon. And that, make it a triply whiply. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Because that, that puts us in a tough spot of we re- Kofi really can't lose, but also the demon really can't lose right now. So that would be like a really tough spot to put ourselves in. That and that would mean that Drew McIntyre has to lose. Exactly. Like that's that's that feels really rough. That feels like a really rough thing. I think the thing I'm not happy about, I'll be honest, I don't know if Pete Dunne should be in it. You don't think? In the title match next week. You don't think? No, I I, I like I like him being attacked by the one that killed him because that line that that phrase is goddamn beautiful. Drew McIntyre. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's like he gets replaced by Pete Dunne on the twentieth anniversary of SmackDown Live. I'll be honest. If we were doing Brock, I would say yes. I don't know if I want to do Brock though. Exactly. It, I, I instead of Pete Dunn, I would say okay to your idea if instead of Pete Dunn, it's Brock. Uh, That's the know, only man. reason I would say yes. I don't know why it wouldn't be Pete Dunn because like he was in the number one contenders match. He was the, he was the ba- he's basically the backup plan. Like if something, like I feel like if he was he's the logical step to go to next if Drew McIntyre loses. Or yeah, loses but then shot. But then if Brock re- is the replacement, then Pete Dunn can complain and say that I should have been that replacement. And then we have Brock versus Pete Dunne. That could be fun. That could be fucking like, if you like that Daniel Bryan match at Survivor Series a couple of years ago, just make it Daniel Bryan. Make it, I mean, not make Daniel, make it, make it Pete Dunne. Because then we got a Pete Dunne situation. And he's going after Brock. Kofi's going after Brock. Or, yeah. Or, you know, even if, even if it, you know, even if Brock doesn't win the title, then... Pete Dunn can go after Brock. Mm-hmm. And so that I should have that should have been my thing. And you know, we then make him number one contenders, and then Brock wins, and then Brock wins the title, and then <sighs> Brock wins becomes GM, and then Brock uh, owns SmackDown, and then Brock becomes you the know... CEO and the chairman of <laughs> WWE, and then he he's like, hey, we're gonna cancel NXT because I love I want to destroy everything you love. You know what I like better than Pete Dunn and Brock? What? Drew McIntyre and Brock. Oh yeah, that's goddamn beautiful, and that's what I want. <laughs> But we can't. We have. We have. There's no. I don't okay. Know how do we do that? What if? What if Drew McIntyre wins and then next about, week instead this? of being attacked this? by how, the? Can I give you a different pitch? I guess. Kofi I had a good one Hulk coming Hogan. up. Kofi versus Hulk Hogan. <sighs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> don't, no. Don't don't you say that fucking name around me. Fine. Actually, Goldberg. actually, to be fair. The character Hulk Hogan is fine. The person who is Hulk Hogan is terrible. Garbage. Terry is the worst. <laughs> Terry ruins... What was it? Squawker? What was that website called? Shit. I don't remember anymore. That was Terry. Terry's fault. Terry... Um, Terry... Terry... Bale- what, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Terry Balea. Balea. He's, he's terrible. Hulk Hogan, fine. Terry Balea, awful. I guess that's fair. Um, so, yeah, I would love Drew McIntyre Brock, and I think that's a WrestleMania match for me. Oh, man. My pitch was going to be instead of the demon attacking McIntyre, it could just be Brock. But then who's the replacement? Brock? It, I feel like that now that makes sense for Brock to be the replacement because he's the one who 
took out the number one contender. Mm-hmm. But also, that puts us in a really weird spot again, because if he loses to Kofi, it's going to be weird. Yeah, the problem is now Kofi feels like he's got to lose. But also, Kofi can't just lose, because having Kofi be a transitional champion feels fucking awful. Or, like, a champion for so short feels fucking awful. A champion for three weeks? Four weeks? That feels terrible. We have a whole summer of Kofi, 11 months thing. Imagine if after WrestleMania, on the next pay-per-view at Backlash or whatever, he lost. Not, sorry, not but not even a pay-per-view. Just a normal SmackDown. <laughs> the Raw 25, Kofi loses the title. Yeah. There's so many weird angles here. The, I, the, I think the big problem is... Is... Can I be honest? The big problem here is Kofi. And the fact that he had he just got the title. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I would rather have Kofi here than Pete Dunne, I think. Mm-hmm. You know. We're talking 20th anniversary of SmackDown. Kofi's been here for 11 years. Pete Dunne has just been on SmackDown. Doesn't necessarily feel right. Yeah. Per se, but um, no, it feels sort of weird. But uh, for him to be in the main event of a 20th anniversary W Championship show, it feels weird. But then, because Kofi, feels, but the problem is Kofi only has it for like a month, so he can't lose it. So then, who does he win the title? Keep retain the title against Done. Demon, McIntyre, or Brock? I don't know, man. All five. Make it a five. Fatal five way. Everyone's in. Oy. Throw in Ricochet. Make it a six-pack challenge. Make it a <laughs> scramble it. match. Fuck it. Might as well, right? Make it a gauntlet. Whoever beats Kofi gets the title. Jeez. I have no clue. I don't know. Uh, so, so, but it, but that, we're talking about next. That's talking about next week, right? Yeah. All we have to do is decide who wins tonight. McIntyre yeah. done. And we're. It feels like we're going to say McIntyre. Yeah. Which then gives us a week to figure out what the heck we're doing. Yeah, we did Pete Dunne kind of dirty though. Yeah, but we gave him a little bit of cred, right? We gave him some cred. He got the title. He had it. He held it for a little bit. He held it for a couple months. I don't think anyone was really expecting mm-hmm. that. So good on Pete Dunne. He's his name's got more credibility. Mm-hmm. And then you know now we can you know maybe boost up the intercontinental picture, or maybe he goes to Raw and we don't have to worry about Pete Dunne ever again. Yeah. Maybe that's something. Maybe we don't have to worry about him ever, forever. But uh, who knows? Or maybe we lose Drew McIntyre altogether. Or maybe he wins the title. Or maybe there's the meta story of who the heck are we going to keep on our roster because we're going to keep one person on our roster, whoever wins. Yeah, I guess so. We lose the Demon. We lose McIntyre. We lose Dunn. We lose... Well, I guess we we only gain Brock. <laughs> Fair. Hey. Plus, we got TLC around the corner. Jeez. Well, at least we got our card booked. Yeah, I guess that's right. Unless it gets all ruined with the randomizer. Damn, you're right. 
It's my turn to hit the randomizer. The randomizer is the way that keeps us realistic. You know, we say at the top of the show that we're the only realistic fantasy booking podcast, and that's true. We are the only ones um, because real life gets in the way of booking, and uh, there's only one man to make it real life. Yeah, let's hit that randomizer. Let's hit up that randomizer, Mikey. So I've hit the randomizer, like I said. And it is, like always, taking forever to load because that it does what it needs. It does what it wants. As usual. I, I can't be mad at the randomizer for for its wrongdoings, good doings, average doings. It's it's okay doings. It's okay doings. Yeah, that sounds weird. It's okay doings. What is wrong with me here? Mikey. <laughs> I think I have an answer. I think you know how to fix it. All right. I think I know how to fix our situation that we're in with our title picture. How do we fix our situation? <clears throat> the randomizer has selected controversy. Vince wants us to book a controversial moment. Oh, Boise. <laughs> Give me Brock Lesnar. Nothing's more Drew, controversial. Uh, Drew McIntyre wins. He's celebrating his win. Then we get that stupid fucking whatever guitar riff thing it is. Uh, <laughs> we can't get away from him. We can't. <laughs> I mean, the the let's think about it. We can pick any controversial moment, but nothing's more controversial right now than I think than Brock getting out here, wrecking McIntyre, faking injuring McIntyre. Then he's the number one contender. Brock is the Brock is in the title match next week. Here it is, McIntyre celebrating, and then all of a sudden. Oh my! It's boss time. I mean, Brock's here. I'm so sick of that theme song. No, but look at it. Look at it, Mikey. It works perfectly because if we have, it does. If we have Brock fake injure McIntyre, Brock gets in the title match next week. Now McIntyre has reason to fight Brock. You're right. So we get. A storyline with McIntyre and Brock. Even if Brock doesn't win, maybe McIntyre can cause Brock to lose next week. Yeah. Protecting Kofi and starting a feud. Yeah. There's some there's there's ways around this, but we got a week to figure it out. Alright. So controversial moment, Brock shows up. Hip. Editor Mikey, hit that fucking theme music once more. <laughs> God damn. All right. McIntyre is celebrating his victory, and then Brock comes out and destroys him. Fuck off, Brock Lesnar. God, why is the theme song freaking out at Brock, too? It's just like it's just so like stick like staccato. It's not staccato. What is it? Syncopated. That just that opening is like the worst. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, oh my 
God. Sounds like nails on a chalkboard. Like. <laughs> I mean, that is how I would define Brock coming out. Yeah, no, you're right. No, At this point, his theme song just sounds like nails on a chalkboard. It's like, ah. It's honestly perfect then. In that regard, it's perfect. Yeah. Brock comes out. And we it, it are we going to confirm them next week? You know, probably on social media or something. Brock is replacing Drew, and it's going to be Kofi versus Brock for the WWE Championship. Yeah, it sounds like it. Brock, I so we so we've replicated history. We've replicated real life yet again. Uh, sometimes replicating real life isn't great. Just like today. If if we if we knew Brock wasn't an option, I have no idea what a controversial moment would have been. Yeah. But it feels right. This all feels right. Yeah. Okay then, Brock Lenzer, Kofi Kingston next week. So next week we got Andrade Ricochet for the title. Natalia Bliss, Jackson Beasley are all fighting for the title. For the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Kofi and Brock for the WWE. The Pure versus essentially what is the bloodline. Roman Reigns and the Usos in a six-man tag. Mm-hmm. And Velveteen Dream versus Rey Mysterio in a two out of three falls. All right. What a show next week. And we got a bunch a, of uh, other good crap. card. That's going to have legends like Kurt Angle, Lita, Nick Foley, Booker T, Hulk Hogan, Trish Stratish, Goldberg, Jerry the King Lawler, Mark Henry. Rick Flair and Sting and potentially many more. Lots of lots of legends today. So <laughs> big show Coming next up. week, Mikey. Just like the SmackDown Live one thousand. Big show next mm-hmm. week. And after that, a shakeup. Okay. And then we got another episode and then TLC. Yeah. So big stuff. We got a crazy Crazy couple weeks, crazy couple weeks coming up. Yeah, so if you want to stay tuned to what we got, please subscribe now. Subscribe, hit that subscribe button so you can get all everything up to date. We're every Tuesday on your podcast feed, so subscribe to get next week's episode Tuesday just as much. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Hit the Books Pod for all wrestling news and you know all those stats everything we talked about at the beginning determined by you the listener so you can do all that by voting in our excitement and booking polls every monday and wednesday on our twitter at hit the books pod follow us there please um you can also if you like what you heard leave a review uh leave a five star or more review because we don't accept anything less um it greatly helps us out um so we would greatly appreciate it if you wanted to help us out and leave us a review on itunes preferably Let us know what you think. Uh, you can also subscribe on YouTube. That's where we get a lot of bonus stuff, like our 2K outcomes or maybe you know just reviews of stuff, even though the reviews are starting to come up, bleed through. But we also have other shows like System Check or eventually Mikey's Indie 500. Yeah, um, in 2020, guys, start getting your uh, suggestions in. Yes, tweet those suggestions. Hit hashtag HTP, HTB, I should say, 500. Hashtag HTB 500. Yeah. Or just Sig- tweet at Hit the Books Pod. Send me suggestions for indie matches, please. Yes, yes, yes. Any match except for WB New Japan or AEW. So yes, all that's much appreciated, Michael. Michael, Mikey, Michael, Mike, Mikey Cole, <laughs> Mikey Cole, Mikey Cole. Any last thoughts? How are you feeling? Give me your thoughts. 
Do I have to say it's boss time now? Yes. It's Brock <laughs> it's, time. It's boss time! <laughs> yeah! Uh. It's the beast! <laughs> the boss of SmackDown Live. <laughs> That's right, there's two bosses now. Well, I guess oh three God, if you count that... Vince. No, no, it can't be. Yes, so for Mikey, I'm Ryan Knightsey. For Mikey Cole, I'm Ryan Knightsey. <laughs> We've got two words for you. Boss time. I mean, book <laughs> no, it. No, 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 not those words. Not those words. We got. That's not the controversial moment we're ending in. We've got two words for you. Book it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.